Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dates. With me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? Uh, frustrating. <laughs> frustrating week. You too, huh? Well, mine's only video game related, so. Oh. <laughs> what worries I'd love to have right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, mine is the most first world of first world problems that you could ever have. Uh, my, 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 as, as you know, and our listeners have probably queued in on, I love to play video games. You love Get to play video games. Uh, we what? love video games. Yes. Yes. It's a thing. That's a thing with us. I don't know if people are aware, but I've been playing very consistently. Oh, I've put in well over, I've put in over 600 hours into this game now. Uh, Tales of Symphonia Remastered. And it requires multiple playthroughs. And if you're very, very meticulous, and do everything just right, you can 100% the game in about four playthroughs. Well, I wasn't so meticulous, and I didn't do everything just right, and I'm on my 10th playthrough. Um, now, I can play through the game in two and a half days. If I can, I can beat the game doing no side quests and straight up doing the storyline and minimal leveling up. Uh, in 29 hours and 50 some minutes uh and that's not rushing that's just taking my time one of the the last thing i have to do is i have to find every single treasure chest in the game in every dungeon every um uh not on the overworld map because there are random chests that don't count towards it, but in areas where you can actually have combat, uh, dungeons, puzzles, things like that, <clears throat> you have to find every chest. I've been missing one chest and been racking my brain where to find it. Finally found it. Well, the power went out. And I hadn't saved it. And I didn't realize that I didn't save it. And went through my last playthrough. And it was in one of these dungeons that you can't go back to. You only have one shot to get everything in it. There are like four or five dungeons like that. The rest of them you can go to freely anytime. And it's a very cleverly hidden chest. And I totally forgot that I fucking needed to redo it and bing have to play through it again so yeah that's all right it's kept me busy jedi survivor comes out tomorrow my copy is on the way it's it will be here tomorrow it is at the <laughs> fedex depot uh waiting to be delivered it's just scheduled delivery they of course didn't uh Give it to me a day early. I'm fucking fortunately. 
Uh, <laughs> probably wouldn't have been it. I probably could have, you know, installed it, but not been able to play it. Yeah. You know, because they have those fucking blocks on them. Mm. Yeah. You have to download an update but, and shit like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, let's see. Uh, no. Oh, well, we did find out. I was supposed to have laser hair removal today, but I had to reschedule my appointment for next week uh, because yesterday Misty came home and she's like, we need to reschedule your appointment. I was like, wow, what's going on? She's like, got to get the brakes fixed on the car. Apparently, um, just one of the brakes, thankfully, she heard a grinding noise. It just started. And she stopped at a garage and looked and the rear the passenger side rear tire <clears throat> uh <clears throat> rear tire rear brakes uh the caliper had gotten fused stuck and worn the brake pads down and the caliper was actually cutting into the rotor Oh shit! So, got to replace the caliper, the rotor, and the brake pads, of course. And you know, the brake pads will be changed on both sides, but the other rotor was intact. But a new rotor is like eighty bucks. Um, brake pads like forty bucks. Uh, a caliper. Uh, the the tricky thing about a caliper is there's a core charge, so you paid over double price for the caliper but then when you change the caliper out and you take the old caliper and return it to the auto parts store you get yeah. like 75 bucks back so it's 230 bucks <clears throat> for the parts for one break on one wheel uh but with the core charge they had they had a coupon uh, 20% off uh, a purchase of three items or more at Napa Auto Parts. Advance didn't have the parts in stock. Napa had all three parts in stock. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take advantage of this coupon. So for $232 for the three parts before taxes, after the coupon, it was $200.49. Uh, after the core charge, it's only $128. So that's not bad for, you know, a total brake parts uh, replacement. Uh, so those parts will be ready for pickup in the morning, and then she's got an appointment to take it to a place to change the brake pads. It'll take about an hour. Since we're providing the parts, it'll probably cost us about 50 bucks at the shop to get it replaced, you know, for one hour's worth of labor. <laughs> so, yeah, ended up costing about $200, but if we hadn't provided the parts, it would cost us about 300 bucks. Yeah. Because, you know, they pay full, pr they get a discount, but they charge full price for their parts plus more. Cause they're going to get a markup. <clears throat> but yeah. I know how that game works. My parents owned a nut body shop. Yeah. Um, well. But yeah, um, how was your week? What's been going on with you? That was oh my, my week. God. 
So um, I don't know if I talked about it last week at all on the podcast, but uh, people who listen regularly know that my dad has goes has to go through dialysis. Um, what we were doing currently is um, three times a week, he would go to a dialysis center and, you know, have a certain amount taken out, put back in. It's, it's a whole process. Um, well, because we're moving, um, we have to do home dialysis now because we need, I need to be able to take care of him on the road there. And, uh, and then once we're in Texas, I need to do it at that house, the new place. Um, there are Davida centers, which is the company that we go through, um, that he could go to, but there's more of a convenience in doing it at home. One of the big things about doing it at home is that when he goes to the main centers, they take about four to four and a half liters of blood out. This is a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Considering your body only has six to seven. So he gets real fucking lethargic and real tired. But with the home, we're doing it borderline daily, and it's only like 2.8. Oh, okay. So half the amount. So he feels better doing it like that this, this last week. The problem is, is that I have to go to those classes basically when I'm not working. So that means I don't get a day off. Because those classes I, are about four or five hours long, right? Uh, six. Six? We, we get there at nine, and we're there until about 2.45. Wow. Now, a good chunk of that, I would say from about 11 to 11, yeah, for about an hour, there's nothing. And then the woman comes in, she hands us this paper, like this, this printed out part of this giant fucking book. And she wants us to look over that paperwork and then do a quiz. And then she's going to sit with us and then we're going to go over each question. Um, at first, when she gave that book to us on fucking last Thursday, I about had a panic attack. Because I didn't know. Like, I was like, we have to study that whole fucking book. Holy shit, we have a month to learn this, this is too much. But she made it clear that we're just going to do a part of it every single day, and then we're going to go over the multi-choice, which should only take about an hour of the entire process. Oh, okay. So, way the fuck better. Yeah. Um, but from about 10.30 to 2.30, uh, 2.15, give or take, um, it's really just monitoring the machine as best I can, um, which is basically listening for any alarms. Yeah. Um. Uh, jotting down certain numbers and things that are important to it every 30 minutes. And as of right now, we're just doing paper because she wants us to understand how to do the paper in case we can't use the iPad that they're going to give us to put all the information in. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's like the next week we're getting an iPad. So the iPad will allow you to have like... Now, this is an iPad you'll keep and take home with you? Yes. Um, so when you are doing the dialysis at home, you input the data, and they have basically instant access to the data, and if there's any red flags, they can alert you. More or less. Okay. Okay. Um, 
and they're done, but that's basically what I'm, I have to learn all of that. Like it's, it's important that I learn all of it. So, um, uh, it's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot to deal with on a daily basis. Uh, the problem that I have, the biggest issue that I'm having with this, aside from the fact that I don't have a day off, um, literally no matter what day of the week it is from like eight 30 to three ish, I'm not home. Period. Yeah. Um, next week, I think next week starting Thursday, like Thursday, I'll get an extra day off because uh, my boss is going on. He has to go pick up his RV. So uh, I think uh, he'll be gone Thursday to Monday and he's going to have me work those days. But I only have to do half days on Thursday and Monday. So. At least the second half of those days, I'll be like, I'll have more time to do something. But yeah, you know, that's yeah. probably going to be spent packing, packing. You know? So it's just, I just, I won't have any like real significant free time until I get to Texas. And even yeah. then, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of unpacking and situating mm-hmm. and knowing where stuff is. So, like, oh, I'm yeah. like, cool. A couple new games come out that I really want to play that are going to take up a lot of time to beat. Well, I guess I'll do that when I fucking have time in Texas. Yeah, but you know, it is what it, I mean. It, that's the thing is like I'm gonna watch the entire playthrough of Jedi Survivor because oh, I don't man. have a console to play it on. It's not on the Xbox One or the PS4, so I have to wait. Yeah, which is you know it, it, that it is what it is, and uh, and then the fucking um, Tears of the Kingdom. I'll just wait. Like, you know that the first game was a lot of like. It wasn't really a whole lot of spoilers. It was more like, look at this cool thing you can do in the game. Yeah. So I know I'll see a ton of that, but that's a big old whatever. Like, plus I, I still want to, you know, I'm, I'm saving it. I'm saving it, but I have, um, what's the name of that game that I have? Octopath Traveler 2. I'm saving yeah. it for the trip. There you go. So, but, um, but yeah, so with all that in mind, like it's just been, I've done nothing but work or dialysis. And uh, the funniest part about it is I have this, I have this picture that I took of my dad sitting next to this, the machine, right? Because it's a big machine. My dad's like, it's no bigger than a toaster or not toaster, no bigger than a microwave. And I'm like, whose fucking microwave is that big? Like, that's a huge <laughs> fucking microwave, sir. Microwaves in the fucking 70s, maybe. Oh my God, he's just. He, the way his brain works on that stuff is so fucking stupid. Oh, I mean, he pissed me off this morning because I was sort of complaining again that I. Uh... Oh, sorry. Oh. oh, I was plenty again this morning that like I don't have any time off. And I could tell his like he his 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 thought process was was churning. And I'm like, OK, what is he thinking? <laughs> And I, I, the second he started saying what he wanted to say, I knew what he was thinking. And it was, how do I say this without it coming across as, uh, like the thing that Greg hates. Yeah. And what he had asked or not asked, but what he had said was that basically like his generation, like when he, when he was, you know, my age, he didn't have any days off either because he was working like two, three jobs to just make money for us and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like. Two a couple things about that. First and foremost, 
I don't know who the fuck told your generation that work until you die was how you live your life. That's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, uh, the other the other part to this that is important to keep in mind, Dad, is that um, uh, I didn't have kids. Yeah. Like, you wanted to be a father, and you suffered the consequences of it and did what was right responsibly. I have two elderly parents who are disabled. That's it. And I didn't ask for it. Not trying to be a dick, but I didn't ask for it. Oh, you're right. And I'm like, so don't fucking make that comparison. Like, it immediately pissed me off. But what I knew what he was thinking, because I knew he was trying to say it without pissing me off. And I was like, no, there's no way to say that shit. You start generational fucking bullshit, like... My generation, I don't, I don't care. I fully do not care. Like, I've, I've talked to this with you about it. Like, oh yeah. If you start a conversation with me, that is, um, back in my day or kids these days, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ignore you. It's full on. You know, back in my day, I never encountered that. <laughs> When I do it, though, I do it just to get a chuckle out of you. <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, yeah, that's all. That, I mean, that was that's evident. Um, no, I, 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 I just, I hate it. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, I think the joke I immediately said to my dad was, "Well, yeah, back in your day, people didn't understand how bad concussions were." The fuck is your point? And he just started laughing. I was like, I'm glad you're laughing because that was barely a joke. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just uh, just it just it's weird. the thing. The other thing that's really bothersome right now about this these dialysis classes is that the main woman that's instructing us going through the test she has a really thick Tagalog accent or Filipino accent. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not super thick, but thick enough to where I can tell what she's doing. She's thinking of what she wants to say in her head in Tagalog and then translating it and then saying it. Oh, Cause she'll have man. these long pauses where she's like, she's trying to find the right word in English. Yeah. This is uh, troublesome, you know, for trying to learn an entire medical fucking procedure. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, the other thing that just like today, today was real. I was like, on the edge, man. So the woman that's been walking us through a lot of the, the stuff in general, her name is Amy. And she's been awesome. She's like, you do this, you do that. And, you, you know, you kind of go over here and you make sure that those are clamped. Okay, that's good. You know, that's how she's handling it. It's great. I fucking love Amy. And yeah. then she's she's off. She was off today. So we had Barbara or Barb and um, Susan. Susan's coming in and I'm, I'm getting it ready. Like I'm remembering what most I have to do in the beginning and I'm getting it ready as best I can. And um, one of the things is there's a, there's a tube that goes into your bag of um, uh, holding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a cleaning agent essentially before like your blood. What the fuck is it called? Saline. Oh, okay. Uh, you have to put your bag of sailing up and then put this cartridge and the cartridge has all your tubing and your filter and all that kind of stuff. And you put that, you put the cartridge into the machine and then close it. 
and you want to make sure that all the tubing is on the outside and none of it has touched the floor because of, you know, cross-contamination issue. Um, yesterday when I did it, I pulled the fucking bag out and I, I stretch it across to make sure that nothing's tangled. Today I do the same fucking thing and it got more tangled than a fucking old house fund. Court. Oh, shit. I was, I was so like, how the fuck? But like, Susan hasn't watched me do it. She didn't see the other three days where I did it and didn't, didn't get it tangled. But today she sees it. She's like, oh, this is clearly his first day. I need to, I need to tell him and teach him like he's never fucking seen this thing before. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I you are fucking four foot nothing and I can hurt you. <laughs> um, and she did that all fucking day with everything. Not that we advocate, you know. You actually so, hurting a tiny woman. No, God, no, 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 no. Um, frustrated enough, maybe, but no, not. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, one of the things about dialysis is that there is a bag of essentially cleaning water, like clean fucking purified water that has to go through the system to help clean the blood that gets then put back into the body. Um, this bag is just called a solvent and, uh, um, it's 50 liters is how big has, how much the, the bag weighs when it's full. My dad uses all 50 liters cause he's a big guy. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Smaller people will use half that bag, maybe a quarter of that bag, or not a quarter, but a third of that bag. Um, so on the quiz, it said, how often does the solvent bag need to be replaced? I said, every day. One, uh, every time before the before you do the dialysis thing. This was the incorrect answer. Because the correct answer was every other session. But and, your dad requires every day because mm-hmm. of how large he is. Now, that's fine. Because technically my dad and I are correct. And all she had to say was, you're both correct, but that's based on your dad, not based on other people. That's it. That's as far as that needed to go. Yeah. Your dad uses 50 liters. The bag is 50 liters. Cool. Let's move on to the next question. Nope. She had to go on a fucking anecdote about how other people use less and da 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 da. And I'm like, why do I need to know? What is the point of me knowing that? Like, we're not, I'm not fucking helping those people. I'm helping my dad. Yeah. Also, you would have thought I fucking told them to fuck off and die by the way that they act when I tell them I'm not going to be there for days I have to work. What? Why? Because I'm not getting paid to take care of my father. You guys want to help me do that? Oh, man. Irritated. Anyway. I digress. So, um, so yeah, today was a bit frustrating because old people. Uh, but like my dad goes, "Oh, I don't envy you. I have to go there tomorrow, and I have to." And I'm like, "I have to go hang out with Steve." What do you mean that I'm lucky? Yeah, he's like, "I'd rather hang out with Steve than than Susan," and I'm like. Boy, it is stuffing your face in a toilet full of fucking diarrhea versus getting kicked in the balls by the entire squad of the fucking 49ers. I don't think either's good. Anyway. 
You can wash your face. Still could get fucking pink eye. And that's going to last a while. <laughs> just saying. Um, anyway, I'm so just yeah, it's about just, the it's, potential ruptured testicles and, you know. It's just not fun, man. Like, the, this whole, this, this is going to be fucking like four or five weeks of this. And I'm not having a good, like, week down, week one down, yay, but. Yeah, but that's not the majority down. That's the minimum. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. Barb, the one that was kind of replacing Amy today for somewhat of it. Like, I did quite a bit of what we had, what I had to do. And she was just like, wow, impressive. Like, how long have you guys been doing this? And I, I said, this day is my fifth day. It's my dad's sixth. And she goes, and you're already up to this point? Damn. So that told me that we're faster than other people. But, yeah. you know. Anyway. But that's been, yeah, that's been my week. It's been dialysis or work, and both fucking suck, so Greg's a happy camper. Uh, at some point during this week, I don't remember when I messaged you, Maya, but I saw a trailer for Guards of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I'm very excited for. And when I saw that trailer, it said, it said the, f- the first movie to start off your summer. And my brain immediately went, fuck, the summer movie wager. I forgot to get it ready two weeks ago, which would have been much nicer for time scale. But yeah, um, that's when we normally do it about yep, two weeks but, ahead of time. But with everything that's been going on, yeah, you've had a lot on your plate yeah, and it completely slipped, slipped my mind or I could have reminded you of it sooner. Yeah. Well, I got it ready pretty quick. You know, like I said, there's a, there's a good chunk of time. It, yeah, in dialysis class that I just sit there, you know, I'm just on my phone. So uh, that's when I was set, getting it ready. Um, but uh, yeah, so I sent Maya the, the copy. Um, I think very briefly, we're going to go over the list. I'm going to go over the rules and the list of movies coming out. Uh, this list will also be available to the public Shortly after recording this, I'll put it on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Instagram, you'll have to go to a separate link, but whatever. So, if you don't remember the rules to the summer movie wager, it goes as such. Um, hold on, let me uh, fix this because I just copy and pasted it from 2012, from last year. Uh, okay, so, uh, welcome to the summer movie wager. Let me break down the rules. Let me break down down the rule. God damn it. Break down the rules. Sorry guys, this is real time. Um <laughs> So, uh what you'll do is uh, with the entire list of films coming out from the from the beginning of May to the end of August, um, you will pick your 10 films that you think will make the top 10. You will put them in sequential order. So the movie you think is going to be number one, number two, yeah, so, so, so on and so forth. Uh, you will pick three films that did not make your top 10 that you'll put in your dark horses. I'll get to the scoring of everything here in a minute. Um, now by top 10, this is opening weekend grosses for domestic box office only. Yes, so only films that were released in the USA and made money in the USA 
and only the first three to five days that they were out in theaters. So like, for example, Mission Impossible, the new, the new Mission Impossible movie. You, there's, a, there's a couple things you have to take into consideration with that movie. So it's coming to streaming day one, but also it's going to be in theaters. But also it's going to be in theaters two days earlier than other films that come out alongside it. So instead of coming out on the 14th, but again, even though it has five theaters for it to make money for this game, it's also going to be on streaming. So you have to take all that into consideration when placing it in your list. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because now I'm moving it. <laughs> uh, we'll also go over our own personal list here in a minute. Um, so uh, the way the scoring works. Oh, by the way, if you want to play along, and every year we've done this, well, this year will be no different. Um, submit any of your lists to our social media pages or email us at allqueweduppodcast at gmail.com. We will compile the list. We will keep them on file until the day that I have to score them. If you can beat both Maya and I. Um, well, well, it's not that you beat us. Top, top user submitted score. We'll say well, top so, user so, submitted score. Yes, there's the because I was what I was going to say, Maya, was that if you if you're the top scorer overall, you win a prize, right, of, of a certain amount of money. If you are that number one person and beat Maya and I, you get something extra. We'll figure that out. Uh, or not. I don't know. We haven't really discussed it too much, but <clears throat> we haven't discussed it at all. No. <laughs> There is a prize regardless for winning. So, and we'll figure out that winner as time goes on. So, just keep that in mind. It's it's not just it's not just for bragging rights. You actually get something at the end of the day. Um anyway, so the scoring works like this. If you get number 1 and number 10 dead on, that's 13 points. If you get any of the correct spots between 2 and 9, that is 10 points. Um if you get if there's any that are one away, so let's say you put a movie at three but it hit two or four, you get seven points. Um, if it is two away from the spot it actually landed on, that's five points. If it's on your list but nowhere near where you put it, that's three points. And any of your dark horses make the top ten, that is one point. And dark horses are good primarily to break to break ties. Um, keep in mind, points so, are awarded to best possible score. So no combined total. So you're not getting 10 and 13 for one and 10. You're just getting 13. What were you going to yeah, say? Yeah. I was going to say, say, you know, two people have the same top 10, but, and they got the same score, but they're dark horses. If any, how would that work as a tiebreaker? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Say two people submit their lists and they have the exact same top 10. So they've got the exact same score. How do the dark horses determine that tiebreaker? They don't. Uh, those two people get a tie and I've never had a moment where that tie is a thing. So I've never had to think of a tiebreaker in that, in that instance. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think that's going to happen this year with the fucking select movies we have. Oh, no, I don't think it's going to happen either. Uh, I was going to suggest then, out of the Dark Horses, whoever has the combined total of the opening weekend gross of the Dark Horses, whoever's higher total, maybe. Oh, that's a good idea. Good fucking great okay. idea. Okay. That. Not that it'll come into play, I don't think, at all. <laughs> I mean, there's there there is the off chance that like, you know, uh, somebody two people have the exact same score. That's happened before. So, and and if that happens with the top two, we'll 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 go with what you said. You know, the dark okay. horse thing. Okay. Um, I think that is an excellent idea for a tiebreaker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I'm gonna run down. I'm gonna run down every movie coming out this summer. It's gonna be brief, but like I said. After done recording this, I'm going to post it on our social medias. That way you can look at the list yourself. It'll be on a Google Doc. Um, and then just email us your list or uh, message Maya personally, message you know me personally. Either Any way you can get Maya and I your list, that's how you do it. Um, all right. So May 5th, we have Gardens of Galaxy Volume 3 and Love Again. May 12th, we have The Book Club, The Next Chapter, Fool's Paradise, Knights of the Zodiac, and Starling Girl. May 19th, Fast X and Master Gardener. May 26th, The Little Mermaid, About My Father, Kandahar, The Machine, and You Hurt My Feelings. June 2nd, Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and The Boogeyman. June 9th, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, and Strays. June 16th, The Flash, Elemental, Asteroid City, and the blackening. May twenty third, no hard feelings. You mean June twenty third. What'd I say? May. Sorry, June twenty third, no hard feelings. June thirtieth, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, and Harold the, the Purple Crayon. Poor Harold coming out Indiana Jones. Uh July seventh. Insidious the Red Door. I think that's the fifth film in the franchise. Anyway, uh, Joyride and Biosphere. Biosphere looks hilarious. Uh, July 14th, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and Theater Camp. July 21st, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Cobweb. July 28th, Haunted Mansion, Symphony for the Devil. August 4th, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2, The Trench, or just Meg 2, The Trench, and Dreamin' Wild. August 11th, Grand Prismo, and The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Or Demeter. I'm not sure how they're going to pronounce that. I've heard it was something like the god. Um, yeah. August 18th, Blue Beetle, White Bird, Please Don't Destroy, and The Hill. So that's every substantial film now you'll notice there are a lot of movies coming to netflix and paramount and hbo max that are not on this list and the reason they're not is because they don't have a box office they're not going to be in theaters or if they are it's very select theaters and does not count it has to be completely nationwide open release so with that being said and out of the way why don't we get to our personal list maya all right. 
Well, I think the number one movie opening weekend for the summer is going to go to Transformers. Fascinating. I I did not put that on my list. I mean, Transformers is on my list, but it's not number one. I think it's going to be number one. Fascinating. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> well, wait, no, I hope I'm right, but I hope I'm wrong. But I, get I don't it. know, man. I watched that new trailer today. And I watched it. Yet, but... Oh, shit. Honestly, it looks like it's going to be the best live action Transformers movie that there's ever been. I don't disagree with you, considering Michael Bay is not on it anymore. True. But but I think that when it comes to Transformers and the buzz around it is not that high. Um, maybe it'll increase the closer the movie gets to release, but people aren't super hyped about it as much as they are other films. Like... There are some, like, like my number one is Garden of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's my number um, two. <laughs> see, I, I think it's going to be there only due to the fact that, A, it's the only Marvel movie in the MCU. I should clarify that because there's another Marvel, technically Marvel movie. Um, it's, the only, it's, the only, it's the only MCU movie coming out this summer. And the next thing that we get within Marvel is the Marvels, which comes out in November. Mm -hmm. People fucking love the guardians. And just true. And even though there's been a ton of people to be like, Oh, the MCU is mid now and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that number's that big. I see. Here's the thing. When it came to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, there was so much negativity towards the movie coming out, but it still made a million domestically. And that to me, like, and people are not that in love with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like people like the characters, but Jesus Christ, they're not that big into how much, how much that big, how much did it make domestically? Last I saw it was 800 million. Wow. Which tells me that people are, people are still making, making over three quarters of a billion dollars domestically. And, and that, that was, was the entire, third. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was his entire like stint in the box office, you know. Um, yeah, but still, that's really oh, my bad. Good. My bad. It was eight hundred million globally, four hundred seventy-four million domestically. That's oh, still okay. Huge. Still, that's yeah. still half a billion fucking dollars domestically. Yeah, that's still a lot for of fucking Ant money. Man. So, for Ant Man, right? Exactly. Um. Here's the thing. Guardians are way more beloved than Ant-Man by a fucking I country. Agree. I agree. At least I should clarify James James Gunn's Guardians. Um, and I think people are ready. Maybe not ready for the send-off, but they're definitely prepared for a send-off. They know this is going to be the last Guardians movie. James Gunn has said this a thousand fucking times. I think people know that if they miss this, it's it's going to be a cultural milestone. So I don't think two is wrong, but I really think it's going to be number number one. Oh, uh, what's your so number you two? My, 
I'm a, I'm a little regretful on this, but there's oh man, the Flash. Oh, okay. Well, that's my number three. Okay. <laughs> you just put fucking Transformers higher than I did by a lot. Um, the Flash is going to be up there because it is technically still within the Snyderverse. And it's Michael Keaton's Batman, which is beloved. Right. I think you're going to see a lot of backlash because it's still Ezra Miller and, you know, the fuck that guy. But um, I think you're going to get a lot of people that are going to be like, well, he's trying to make himself better. You know, he's trying to fix himself. And that's well, admirable. Themselves. Did I say him? Yeah. Sorry. Trying to fix themselves. Um, I thought I said them. I don't uh and I think you're going to have a lot of people knowing that this is resetting the universe into what James Gunn is building. Because you have a lot of the comic people that are like, oh, this is this is Flashpoint. This is a different version of Flashpoint. So it's a big old reset button. I think people, are, people know that. I don't know if that's your reasoning for putting a number three, but... Uh, there's a lot of hype about it, a lot of buzz about it, and I watched the trailer for it yesterday, and I'm like, damn, I want to watch that. <laughs> it does look good. It does look very good. <clears throat> uh, what's your, um, well, your number three is Flash, so my number three is The Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. Look, these live action adaptations make a fuck ton of money. Every they time. do. They do. So and, and and especially due to the fact that like, have you seen that poster with all the mermaids in it? No. King Triton needs to put his Triton away. Like needs to calm the fuck down. Oh yeah, how she's got like eight or nine sisters or some mm -hmm. shit in the background with her. Mm -hmm. They're all different like ethnicities too. Um, it's like the rainbow of ethnicity of ethnicities. Not that I think that's a problem in it because it's fucking mermaids. Who cares? But. What I think is really funny is that, uh, like, is is King Triton just fucking anybody? Because it's Harvey Bardem, so I kind of get it. I think that's who's playing King Triton. You know, I've never seen The Little Mermaid. Really? Yeah. Once by accident? Nope, not ever. It is hard. It is hard. Harvey Arbor Harvey 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 Oh boy. Anyway, plus, you know, kids' movies do fucking great in the theater during the summer. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, what's your number four? Uh, Indiana Jones. Okay, that was my that was my number five. Okay, what's your number four? Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Hmm. Okay. I, I put that at four because I think that when the movie first came out, it had a lot of like, man, it's not part of the MCU. I don't really want to see that. But since it's been on like streaming services, it's been out for a while. People really fucking love it. Like it's it's rated as like one of the best Spider-Man movies of all time. It's my favorite Spider-Man movie, period. Hands down. Um, I think people are more amped for the sequel. Because of how good the first one was. It's in my top ten, but I didn't put it that high. Okay. 
what's your number five? Because I said that mine was Indiana Jones. Um, um, Fast X. Okay. That's in my top ten, but not there. <laughs> I think I put it too high. It might not have. I mean, it's been marketed as the last Fast and the Furious movie, uh, at least with this particular group of people. Um, there's a big send-off for Paul Walker. Um, you know, like, there's there's a lot going for this movie. So you might not be wrong. I might be way the fuck off. But uh, What's your number five? Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. That's right. You said that. Yep, 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 yep. I, I just, well, I think that, I think that Indiana Jones, like, this is the, this is number five. And number four was not received well. So people are probably really apprehensive, but, you know, it is Harrison Ford coming back on his last adventures in so. Yeah, he has gone on record to say, this is my last time putting on this hat. Yep. So I think people are ready. I think people want to see it. That's why I think it'll be right in the middle of the top ten. Uh, uh, what, my my you, number six. Yeah. Little Mermaid. Okay. You put that about a little bit lower than I did. Yeah. Uh, my number six is also an animated movie, sort of. Yours is animated, but not entirely. Anyway, uh, my mine's uh, Team and Team and Mayhem. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think that with a it being a kids movie, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be and and like it came out the week that it comes out. There's not a whole lot with it. Let's it see. It comes out August fourth, so it's got Meg two and Dreaming Wild up against it. Yeah. And then the weeks before that are also haunted like mansion of... and sympathy for the devil. So, yeah, I think people have seen Barbie and Oppenheimer before Team and T comes out. They're just like, let's do one for the kids. Yeah, but um, um where's my list? There it is. You already said your number six. Yours was oh, yours is Little Mermaid. What's your seven? Uh, Spider Man into the spot across the Spider Verse. Okay. I think I think probably... it's going to do well, but I don't think it's going to be top five well. Okay. Maybe I'm hopeful that it'll be top five. Uh, but, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense to put it there. It really <clears> does, you know. I think for the exact same reasons that I put it at my four, you put it at seven, you know. it's it was The, the original wasn't as popular on release and yada, yada. So, I get it. Uh, my number seven is Transformers Rise of the Beast. Okay. I think it's going to well, do really well. I think it is, but I think it's going to do huge. I really do. There's a lot of Beast Wars fans that have been salivating over this movie. And, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to do good. <clears throat> um, yeah. My number eight is TMNT. Okay. Um, I don't know. I've just been seeing, like, a lot of, like, positivity towards you know the turtles lately so i was like a little bit a little bit higher like people have been 
you know, they shit on Rise of the Team and T. And then after it went to Netflix, they were like, oh, shit, this show's actually good. So I think people are ready for some new turtles. Plus, who the fuck doesn't want to hear these classic 80s villains from the cartoon being voiced by these people? Like, I'm dying to hear fucking Seth Rogen and, and um, uh, um, John Cena as Bebop and Rocksteady. I, that's going to be fucking hilarious to me. So, uh, what's your number nine? Barbie. That is also my number nine. Oh, I didn't say my number eight. My number yeah, eight is Beetle. Oh, okay. That's one of my dark horses. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I'm sorry, I don't know why I skipped over my number eight. Yeah, Blue Beetle, I think it's just I think it's gonna do well in the context that it is um it, it almost feels like a standalone superhero movie. Like, yeah. Whether it makes it into James Gunn's plans or not doesn't matter, you know. It, and it's I think a lot of comic book accurate people are gonna be like, Holy shit, this costume's amazing. It's fucking comic book accurate. Um, but yeah, Barbie. Barbie's gonna be fucking hilarious, but it is rated R, right? I don't know. Let me double check that. I believe it is. And rated R movies don't do super well in the theater. Uh, it has not been rated. I thought, I thought they said they were going for an R rating. Huh. Son of a beach. There's estimated amounts that people think it's going to make on IMDb. That's funny. Oh. Well, if you're making your list, scroll down to the bottom. You might see something that we didn't see. Uh, number 10 is Fast X. That's my number uh, 10. I've got Oppenheimer. Okay. I think it's going to squeak into the top 10. I didn't put Oppenheimer on my list at all. Hmm. Uh, well, you know... Like Elvis surprised us last year. That's I true. Think is, I think this is going to be a sleeper. <clears throat> Fair enough. Uh, what's your Dark Horses? Blue Beetle, uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, and Insidious Red Door. Okay. Uh, my Dark Horses Dark horses are Elemental, the new Pixar jam. Yeah. Um, Gran Turismo. I think closer to release of that movie, we're going to get a full trailer and people are going to be all about the cast of that. Plus you got the gamers going like, how the fuck are they making a movie off of Gran Turismo? So, but I just, you know, not, I don't think it'll make top 10. So, but it could totally could. I totally forgot about elemental. Uh, and uh, mission impossible. Yeah. Of course. I think Mission Impossible has the has the had had the chance to making the top ten had they not made it streamable on Paramount day one. Yeah, I agree. I had it at my number nine, but when you said it was that, I was like, "Ooh, it's not going to do as well." Then I'm going to put Barbie at number nine because I had Barbie as a dark horse. That's fair. <clears throat> what if we're so like completely surprised and it fucking makes the top ten? Man, that'd be uh, wild. Yeah. Just be worth a fucking point then. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that guys, that's going to sum it up on that. Uh, Maya, just send me your list and I'll put it on my thing over here. All and, right. um, I'll, I'll straighten it up because it's a couple of them are out of order where I flipped it around a little bit, but I'll straighten <laughs> it up and send it to you. Give me just a All second. Right. Uh, but yeah. So if you want to join in that, there's a prize. If you can make the, uh, if you can get the, the being the top player, top scorer, whatever. Um, and yeah, just send those to our email, all queued up podcast at gmail.com or uh, privately message us on you know Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I was like, what's the other fucking social media site? Uh, just send our send your list any way you can, and we'll uh, we'll add it in there. And I think next week we'll uh, we'll read off uh, uh, the lists, or we'll read off at least who sent us their lists. We won't read off the list because that's you know whatever. Um. But you have to submit them. Here's the key, guys. Since we didn't do this earlier, you only have a week to submit them. We'll make that as crystal clear on the social medias as we can. You only have a week to submit them. And the reason is is that after Guards of the Galaxy Volume 3 hits theaters, you cannot submit anything after that. Because you could technically cheat. Let's say, you know, like, oh, the, the, the opening weekend for Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. You know how much it made. So your your list is now compromised because you know something. Yeah, it's got to be sent in by what? The Guardians comes out. What day again? So May 4th is your deadline. Midnight of May 4th, 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. That gives you exactly from today... Gives you six uh, one, days. Two. Yep, six days. A whole week. I mean, well, uh, whatever. So, uh, give or take. Doesn't matter. It's more time than I had to work on the list. So, it's true. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> Greg, gave me, Greg gave me the list yesterday. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's again my bad because I just, so much going on. So, it happens. Um, <clears throat> Well, we're going to get to our reviews, get through those as quickly as we can, um, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about next week because we're going to have two things next week that I'm – well, one thing is a continuation, but the other thing I don't think you remembered about Maya, so we'll see. Uh, the first thing we're going to review really quickly is Quasi, which is the new movie by Broken Lizard on Hulu. Um, no. Yeah, no. just don't. Just no. don't. It's not funny. No, not at all. Uh, there's um, a lot of times where they go to make a joke. It does. They don't make the joke. And then later, when the joke has been made, they keep reiterating the joke as if it's something that we needed to understand. Yeah. Um, it's very strange. A lot of missed opportunities and a lot of like, you've overstayed your welcome. Um, it's bizarre in that. Or like, the joke is so fucking easy. That it's the kind of joke you make with your friends online and everyone has a quick chuckle, but they present that joke in this show or this movie like it is the best joke that has ever been told. It at times feels insulting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I messaged Greg when I was watching it. I was like, dude, this is a hard watch. And he's like, well, it's been a while since we ripped into something. And I was like, you know, we're not saying we enjoy ripping into anything. This is just so bad. Don't waste your time with it. <clears throat> just rewatch super troopers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird fall from get grace for broken lizard. 
because honestly, the best that they've had was Super Troopers one and two and Beer Fest. That's it. Like, uh, what was it the one you were talking about? They made Club Bread was decent. It wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't horrible. Club Dread was them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't watched that one, so I, I couldn't. I couldn't qualify that one, but. Let's see. They also did Puddle Cruiser, which was their first movie they made when they were all in college together in 96. It's not good. Uh, they directed The Dukes of Hazard, and each of them had cameos in that movie, which was fun. Uh, the Slammin' Salmon they made with Michael Clark Duncan, and it was bad. Uh, but Quasi is worse than The Slammin' Salmon. Yeah, I remember Slammin' Salmon being fucking terrible. Um but yeah, dude, like, I was, it was so weird. Like, you have a group of comedians. And, and I've never seen a movie with a group of comedians that was just like, I've seen some bad comedies. I really have. But none as bizarre as this one. Like, yeah. it was a great moment in the movie where the, the Pope is walking into the torture chamber. And... It was reiterated earlier that the place stunk, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, so there's going to be a joke here. No, no, there fucking wasn't. He walks in, he complains about the stink for like a second, and then walks in. He could have said it stinks like A and had a joke. No, the joke was that it stank. And I'm like, that's not fucking funny. There's nothing there that's comedy worthy. It was so fucking... They did that through the whole movie. It was so weird. Like, the funniest bit, the absolute funniest bit in this movie, the only part that I actually had an audible chuckle at, which might surprise you, Maya, but genuinely speaking, audible chuckle. Um, so the Pope and the King do not get along. There's a, there's a whole history that you missed the... Because you didn't watch the last little bit because it was too... They don't get along. They are trying to get Quasi to kill the other one. Right? That's the plot of the movie. Um, yep. And uh, there's a moment where they're each talking to their own their own like right-hand man to go and find Quasimodo and kill him. Or just capture him or something to that effect. And um, uh when this scene happens and they're like whispering to the other guy, not none of it's funny. Um, the two guys leave and then the Pope and the King start communicating to one another about, we can only keep this between ourselves. They look over and they see a knight or a guard standing there and they're like, we should probably, oh, yeah. we should we should probably, probably have kill to him. A uh, guard come in, kill him. Uh, that's like, why would I kill him? He's, I, I've known him since I was a child. Like he's, he's like my best friend. Okay. Well, if that's the case, third guard come in and uh, kill these two. And he was like, Oh, here we go. And stabs his friend that, Oh, here we go. Was fucking hilarious. Like, genuinely. yeah, it was his, it was his that brother-in-law was actually brother-in-law. That's what it was. But <clears> the, 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 brother-in-law. the immediate turn and like, Oh, here we go. And stabs him. I fucking, that was funny. That genuinely. was genuinely the only thing that I found funny. 
but I didn't get an audible chuckle. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's Devin too, I guess. Well, I mean, by that point, most people are going to be fucking annoyed by what's happening in this movie because it's just not funny. I don't know. It's it's so bizarre because there was so much potential. I think is why it was bizarre to me. Well, there's not much to say about it. No. Uh, what's your what's your what's your final grade? F. It's an F. It's a failure. I mean, mine's D minus. Like, I don't. I don't think one chuckle saves it. I this a D minus is a failing grade. <laughs> well, it, it essentially should be. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> D minus is passing, barely. But D minus is like, you tried. I could see the effort, but none of it worked. Yeah. D minus is bad. It's very bad. Don't don't uh, waste your time. It's an hour and forty minutes of your life you won't get back. However, there is an excellent thing that you should watch, and that's our next review, which is episode four of Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah, episode titled Susan, um, <clears throat> which was odd. This was this episode we didn't get a flash forward like we have in the previous three, which was unexpected. But a uh, quick rundown here. We see Frankie and Nikki, the, the mobsters that are always hanging out around Susie's office. Uh, they pressure Susie to have Midge perform in an industrial musical their boss is producing, promising that it will fully repay them for previously helping Susie. Uh, Midge rebuffs Gordon Ford's romantic advances. Abe and Rose attend a new play, after which Abe raves about and overanalyzes the plot, while Rose believes it's merely a simple story. Uh, the playwright, Abe's Village Voice colleagues, and uh, and Abe's Village Voice colleagues concur with Rose, temporarily creating a rift between the couple. Midge's performances in elaborate waste management skid and industrial show is a hit. Uh, that was fucking funny as hell. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Meanwhile, Gordon refuses to allow Midge to perform when a guest star unexpectedly bails, saying staff cannot appear on the show. Susie's furious while Midge's disappointment results in a lackluster second industrial show performance, angering Frankie and Nikki. Joel overhears them threatening Susie, causing worries about Midge's safety, and Susie realizes she's forever indebted to the two dangerous thugs. Sophie Lennon makes a surprise appearance on the Gordon Ford show. And as she is leaving, Susie runs into Gordon's wife, Hetty, revealing that years before they had a relationship which ended badly. <clears throat> so, this was a good, solid episode. The, the, the waste management play was hilarious. Yeah, uh, I, it's, so it's like, funny. you know, there's no subtlety at all. It's like, you know, hey... We're waste management. We'll take away what city trash won't haul away. And as an example, this one guy's like, I'm not paying 10 bucks for you to haul this off. And the next thing you know, he's like, oh, my boy, he's dead. And there's this, he's carrying this kid in his arms and there's a big fake nail sticking out of his fucking head. It's like, well, we'll take that away for you. <laughs> Just so... It was clearly like what I loved about it was the gag that it was clearly written by two mobsters who were, you know, trying to um, like their entire goal was to get people to be okay with 
waste management as a as a private entity versus you know paid by government so that way they yeah. could do what they wanted with those dead bodies yeah i was like that's fucking clever whoever thought of that is, is that's fucking that's really clever for writing purposes not like <laughs> i'm not saying that the <laughs> guys i think that if you're in a murder people you should own the business that disposes of the bodies secretly i think that's really smart <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh uh what was the next bit oh well, i mean Susie, like i feel so bad for her because she like she was warned by joel she was warned multiple times by joel yeah and now she, now how the fuck she's getting out of it i think that this this whole thing is going to be the thing that breaks midge and uh Susie up you think it is? I mean, I think it's going to get to the point where Midge is going to be successful enough that where she doesn't need Susie. And that Susie's yeah. going to need her. I don't think that rift is going to develop until the 70s. Oh, okay. Because the only reason I'm ask, uh, asking, the only reason I'm alluding to that is because in the flash forward in episode two that she had on 60 minutes, he mentioned that her friendship to Susie uh, of 25 years was no longer. So if they met in 58, 25 years would have been 83. Okay. So maybe early eighties is when the split happened. How many episodes is this season? Eight? Uh, nine. Nine. Boy, they got a lot to tell in fucking five more episodes. Yep. Because I won't be satisfied until I see, like, what I want. What I want to see in this show is I kind of want a take on uh, Lucille Ball. Um. Like, do you know her story? Lucy? Lucille Ball, the, you know. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, pretty much. As she got as she got older, after after I Love Lucy went off the air, she had a really hard time finding work. Really hard time. Nobody Wasn't it because really she was difficult to work with? She was difficult to work with because she was losing her mind. Uh, because of stuff that had happened to her like towards the midlife of her life. Um, I'm not getting that hint completely, but I want to see something similar to that because we kind of saw that with that quick interview in episode two where she's like, she's really hard to fucking talk to because she just has this, like she can't turn off that part of her brain. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I just, I want to see, I love Midge. I really fucking Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But much like with Sophie Lauren and other characters like that, and, and a parallel to real life famous people from the 50s going into, you know, the modern era, um, they have a really hard time adapting. And then their life kind of just is shitty and sad. I, I, it's weird to say I want to see that, but for narrative purposes, I think that's where this show needs to go. 
Do I think yeah. we need to see Midge's death? No, God, no. It's not necessary. Not for this show. But we need to see something to in 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 lieu of that because I think it's going to be important to her character. So, but um, but I think that's the other aspect that I I, I think is important to the show too is that we have so many characters, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just Midge. We have Joel. We have obviously Joel their and parents. Kids. We have both sides of their parents. We have. Uh, Susie and Susie, thank you. I was like, there's another character, those are our main, right? We have side characters who fuck cares. Um, like the mobster guys, I they're they're hilarious, I love them, but you know, oh, yeah, but um, yeah, I just I, you know, I, I. I want to see their outcomes. I want to see, like, I would love to have a flash forward of Susie. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get that. I think we are, end. too. But if this is the final season, it needs, they need to nail the landing. They really fucking do. Yeah. I've seen so many shows end their, end their stuff, and it just doesn't, it doesn't stick that landing. Like, there's been a lot of sad in the show. There's been a lot of, like, Heart, like moments where you're scared for the characters or something to that effect, but the show's a comedy. It's lighthearted in nature. Don't make it not lighthearted. So, well, that's, uh, you know, that's my opinion on that. Well, what grade would you give this episode? Oh, it's a solid A. Um, I don't think it's an A+. I, it's, it feels like an in-between episode. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like we're driving down the road to our destination from our destination, from our previous destination. Yeah, which is not bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say an A as well. I mean, you know, it was solidly entertaining. Uh, it's advancing the plot forward. You know, the the seeds have been planted for that rift, and it's just when that rift is going to actually occur. You know, who knows? Um, yeah. <clears throat> do you think that Gordon Ford is going to be her second husband? No. No? No. I don't think. I think they're going to have an affair, but not to the degree of second husband. I think one of two things is going to happen. Gordon is going to get a divorce. And then... Uh, Sorry. Oh. Ah. I think he's going to get a divorce and then and then tell Midge and then they're going to have their relationship, their really <clears throat> short relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw nothing into the future of like like when that interview came about and he's like listing off all this stuff about her. I didn't hear like anything about Gordon Ford. I didn't hear anything about certain characters like and we've only seen um Ethan and um, Esther, the daughter. Yeah, Esther, thank you. Uh, so, no, I don't think so. Though, because I, what I feel like is going to happen is they're going to get in a relationship. He's going to push to have her do something that's going to make her incredibly popular. 
And then from there, from that point, we're going to get something different. So, I don't know. I mean, I just... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me for them to get married. Well, I, I you know, I think her career is not going to make a whole lot of sense. You know, her behavior and everything, which is why I was wondering if that's one of the four husbands in the four marriages that Mike Wallace mentions in that interview. Mm. Oh, he does say four. Wow. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Well, wouldn't he have said one of them being Gordon Ford? I feel like he Not did. necessarily. I think it's possible. I mean, I forgot, I forgot that he said that. All right, like I said, they have a lot of story to tell in five episodes. Yeah, they do. And I'd say the last episode is probably going to be about an hour and a half long. No way. If not two. Because, but... Yeah, I'm curious to see how it all ends. I'm really enjoying the season, but I'm going to be sad to see it go. But, you know, I just want them, like you said, I just want them to stick the landing. Oh, yeah. Um, But, uh, well, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's let's, let's, uh, let's wrap this puppy up. So, guys, again, um, summer movie wager, send it your list so you get a prize. Uh, And keep in mind, it's also for fun. Like, it's just a good time. And you're always surprised about what actually makes the top 10. Um, you know, people have asked why not do their entire stint in the theater? Because some movies stay longer than others. Every single movie gets at least an opening weekend, you know? Yeah. And plus two, the ones that come out August 18th, they're not going to have a chance in hell of, making the amount of movie that guardians three has or transformers does or indiana jones you know so that's why it's only for the opening week gotta keep it even steven uh but yeah send in your list let's get that going um next week guys we're going to be watching two different things we're going to be watching marvelous miss Maisel season five episode five or the final season episode five whatever and volume two of something I really fucking enjoyed, Star Wars Visions, which comes out actually this Friday. Um, so did you watch you watch season one, right? Of that? No. Oh, you didn't? No. You should. It's a bunch of shorts. Think of like um liquid television on MTV or uh uh like put uh, like uh, uh fucking heavy metal, that movie. Yeah, yeah. The shorts are about that long, five to 15 minutes long. And there's like eight of them, but they're all non-canon. It's a bunch of anime, uh, anime studios, like Japanese people, uh, Japanese animation people, uh, basically creating their own little stories using Star Wars stuff, whether it be the force, sci-fi, the races, lightsabers, whatever. Like one of the better stories in it is a, is a uh, samurai that uses a lightsaber hidden in a village and then being hunted down by a, what kind of looks like an inquisitor, but is not. Okay. It's, it's good. Like it's a lot of fun. Not every episode is going to be good, but you know, that's the point of an anthology. So, but I, I highly recommend watching season one. It was fun. 
Um, but season two comes out Friday. So, and honestly, you can watch two both seasons in the length of a movie, genuinely. So, um, but that's going to be on Disney Plus, obviously. But yeah, uh, that's all we got for next week, everybody. Uh, oh yeah, make sure you follow us on all socials listed down below. Uh, that's also where you're going to want to send your list for the summer summer movie wager. Um, and we'll try to keep you updated if we add anything. I don't think we will because again, I am super fucking busy for a while, so um, I got to keep my reviews limited, quite limited. That's why I did Star Wars Visions because it's going to be like an hour to an hour and a half total. Yeah, yeah. And I can also space it out or watch it in between like those half an hour moments where I have to get the numbers from my dad's dialysis machine. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but yeah, uh, send us your list. Uh, all the links are down below. Uh, check out our Teespring store. That link is also down below. Uh, you can get a t-shirt. Summer's coming around, and I know that they have tank tops on the site. Or just a t-shirt if you don't want to wear a tank top. But um and I'll have our cartoon faces on it and our logo. So people go, what the fuck's that? And you'd be like, oh, it's this podcast I listen to. It's dope. You should go check them out. Um, Absolutely. Also, if you, buy, if you buy something, let us know. We'll give you a shout out. Give a little thank you, thank you. And all the proceeds go right into the podcast, making it as best as it possibly can be, paying for whatever services we need to utilize. Um, that's it for my notes. Where can folks find you, Maya? You can find me online on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. It's linked to my Twitter and Instagram accounts. So it's your one-stop shop for everything I'm up to and the things that I find funny. Uh, <laughs> such as today I posted a meme of Jules and Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction set in uh, middle-aged uh, middle middle ages. And basically saying, where is it? Here it is. The say what again? Say, it's, it's like, saith I beg thy pardon once more henceforth. I beseech ye, I twice beseech ye, layer of thy mother. Saith I beg thy pardon just one more Lord for second time. Oh, so the Shakespeare did. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's them holding crossbows. Uh, oh, Jesus fucking funny oh yeah that's uh y'all should go do that but yeah uh, that's where you can find me what about you greg where can you can find me you? under chub rock geek under all socials what'd you gonna say uh yeah that's just i was saying where can people find you oh it's cutting out a little bit so um because uh steam yard sucks right now uh chub rock geek under all socials that's where you'll find me um, I've been doing a little bit of streaming here and there and uploading clips as best I can. So uh, I'm going to upload full streams onto my YouTube channel just so I can make clips off of it. So if you want to go check out those streams, that's where you do that. They're nothing that special. I'm really only using it to make the funny clips I can get because since we're playing on Xbox and Xbox only does up to two minute clips and no fucking voices from the party, it's harder to make clips than when I was on PlayStation. So um, Yeah. But that's it. That's it, guys. Again, and I can't read it enough, send us your list for the summer movie wager. You only have a week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's always a fun time. Uh, yeah, and then, and then in early September, I'll, make, I'll, I'll score everyone's uh, list, and we'll go from there. 
I'll probably be in Texas at that point too. So who knows? Um, guys, always remember, fuck the GOP specifically right now. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't even get me fucking started. Right. Uh, fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. People are always hurting. There's always somebody in need of help out there, whether it be someone to talk to, donate money to, whatever you can. Uh, go, go, go be a better person. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.